My family has never been to a cottage before prior to this, to be honest. My dad looked at me and he asked, do you think this is something that we can take on? And I said, you know, it's going to be a challenge, but uh, why not? Let's do it. I'm Michelle Sampson, host of the Destination Northern Ontario podcast. This series is for the dreamers who want to start a new life somewhere simpler. Somewhere that, for the price of a condo in downtown Toronto, you could buy a cottage resort that would be your business and your home. The trail to your new life isn't necessarily paved and easy, but it has been walked before with great success. In this episode, we meet Chris Jagernath, a young first-generation Canadian who happens to be a man of many hats. Well, hello, my name is Chris Jagernath. I work as the loan manager at East Algoma Community Future Development Corporation. I also work part-time as a realtor in the area with uh, Royal Lepage Mid-North Realty. And my favorite job of them all is being the operation manager at Granary Lake Retreat. Granary Lake Retreat is a cottage resort near Blind River that is owned by Chris's father, Anand Jagernath, and his stepmother, Bettina Abraham. All of the investors featured in this podcast series are first-time cottage resort owners. But you could say that Chris, Anand, and Bettina were truly rookies. They'd never even been to a cottage before. But this story isn't about failure. It's a story about a family who persevered and created a special place for themselves and their guests in northern Ontario. Their journey northward began further south than you might expect. Chris's birth parents are from Trinidad and Tobago, and they immigrated to Canada in the early 2000s. After they separated, Chris maintained a close relationship with his father, who, despite being a busy engineering manager at an automotive company, always found time to take Chris to his soccer practices and games. So, while Chris was at Ontario Tech playing varsity soccer and working on a commerce degree, he lived with his father and stepmother in Barrie. That's when the family started dabbling in real estate. We were getting into real estate, my father and I and my stepmom, and uh, we were buying houses in Barrie and flipping them. So, um, you know, that was going pretty well. But during COVID, we, we thought that maybe we can look for something cheaper. And we decided to come to Blind River because we saw a house actually uh, on the market for about 69000 that was gutted. So we thought this can be a great opportunity for us to come here. You know, I can take on a project over the summer and we can practice our, our house flipping. Chris, Anand and Bettina got in their car and drove up to Blind River to see the house. While they were there, they met a realtor. And it was the realtor who suggested another kind of property, one that they never would have considered otherwise. We went for coffee at Tim, and he was telling us, you know, like there's this cottage resort that's for sale. We had no intention of buying. We just wanted to go check it out because my family has never been to a cottage before prior to this, to be honest. So um, we ended up going to the cottage resort. Uh, it was called Birch Lodge at that time. And uh, we met the owner. He, uh, he came outside. He had no idea we were even coming. So it was a quite an awkward introduction. Pretty much, he walked us around the, uh, the lodge. We saw what it was like. My dad looked at me and he asked, do you think this is something that we can take on? And I said, you know, it's going to be a challenge, but uh, why not? Let's do it. So pretty much that day, we decided as a family that we would take on this project. And uh, we put the offer in for the lodge. And, and here we are now. Our new investors bought the resort, and now they had to figure out how to run it. Since Anand and Bettina were still working in southern Ontario, and Chris had the summer off before his final year of university, it was Chris who took the lead. I actually had one of my best friends, Noah, come and stay the summer with me because I was too scared to stay by myself. So he actually came up with me 
for the first four months we owned the resort, we had no idea what really went into running this resort. We thought that we would just buy this resort and uh, people would come and they're going to rent our cabins and we don't have to do anything. We just, we just sit back and do nothing really. And that was completely wrong because it is a lot of maintenance and there is a lot of work that goes behind the scene to ensure that the place is kept to a certain standard. Pretty much the whole time I was thinking, you know what, I don't know if this is for me. It's, uh, it's very different. I miss being at home. I miss being around my mom and my, my mom's side of the family. So it was a really huge change for, for me personally. But uh, as the summer progressed and I saw what it was and I, I really started to fall in love with the, with the area and how quiet it was and a lot different than the city. Um, that summer we ended up finishing up at the lodge. We went back to university. Uh, I, I played soccer with Noah on the, on the varsity team. We played on our final year together. And I'll be honest, that whole year I was thinking to myself, do I really want to come back to Blind River? And mm-hmm. um, I did make the decision. I told my dad that, you know, I am going to move up here and um, help them run the lodge because I'm the only child to, to come up here and, and run it for them. So um, after I finished with my degree in May, I was back up here uh, running the lodge for them again. As time has progressed, we really want to keep it in our family. And we really want to grow it. And we love Blind River now. And we see opportunities here for more tourists to come, uh, more people to move here. So we definitely see an opportunity for us here. With the help of a groundskeeper, Chris ran the resort by himself for a little while longer before Anand and Bettina were able to join him in Blind River. Bettina found local work at Algoma Public Health, while Anand moved into a remote position with his employer. But even with his parents nearby, it still took some time for Chris to settle into his new community. It's been tough settling in, I would say, you know, it's much different than, than the city, um, especially coming in as, as someone who's new to the community. And a lot of the relationships within the community have already been established over so many years. Um, you really have to get out there and maybe join a group, maybe join a club. Um, being a loan manager at the CFBC had really helped to meet a lot of business owners. So I've been out there playing golf with some of them, going out for coffee. Um, in terms of, you know, going out to eat and restaurants and going out to with my friends on a Friday, you know, a lot of those things are, are not really available here. But in turn, I, I have other things that I like to do now where I like to go ATVing. I love to go ATVing. I love to be out there in the bush, in the mud. Now, I never fished before, but I do like the fish now. I had to get over my fear of actually handling the fish. But now here I am. I wish you well on that, Chris. Like the other investors featured in the series, Chris, Anand, and Bettina bought the property understanding that renovations were part of the deal. In this case, some cottages needed more work than others. When we first took over the resort, there were five cabins that they had. And at that time, they were only renting four of them. Uh, one of them was pretty much needed to be gutted and redone for sure because it was pretty much falling apart. We had two newer cottages that were built in, uh, but I think 2002. And those cottages were in excellent condition. The previous owners, they really kept the cottages very clean. And that's something that we really loved. And we took that in and ran with it. You know, cleanliness is something that we really appreciate at our resort. So those two cottages were perfect. We have three older cabins. Our plan is to slowly renovate those ones. We, we started to renovate one of them. So we've gutted it out completely. And um, we actually have a, a, a plan in mind to turn that into a small convenience store because there's no convenience store within the area, especially how we live north of town. 
So that's one of the ideas we have there. Um, with some of the older cabins, the one that, that was completely uh, falling apart, our plan is to actually tear that down and turn that into either a yurt or a geodome. So that's another plan we have in the work. So there, there is renovation to be done within the cottages, but we're just planning to see how we want to move forward with it. How are you financing the renovations? We have a loan through the CFTC, Access to Capital Loan. That was one of the main financing tools we have. Both my parents are working, so they are investing some of their own personal funds into this project, which is why we haven't been able to uh, move at the pace that I, I have hoped that we can. So um, we are slowly deciding how we're going to spend the money wisely. I know that we are not looking to take on more financing or more debt right now to do these renovations. So what we're doing is just trying to stabilize what we have and make sure we maximize our occupancy rate for the next couple months and use the business revenues in order to do some more of these renovations. A brief aside here. If you were paying really close attention to Chris's introduction, you might have noticed that he's a loan manager for the East Algoma Community Futures Development Corporation, which is the same organization his parents got a loan from. For the record, that happened before Chris got the job. No funny business there. That said, CFDCs are a great financing option for small businesses in the North. In episode five of this series, we're going to learn all about it from the executive director of another CFDC. Aside over, back to my conversation with Chris. How are you guys doing for bookings, both this year and um, and last year, if you were open, which I think you were? So uh, last year, we did okay. I would say that for the summertime period, we were about 70% occupied. So there was still some room for improvement there. Um, in the winter month, we, we didn't run that much in the winter last year. So we didn't really have any booking. Uh, coming into the fall months of last year, we had a couple people come in for hunting and ATVing. Fast forward to this year, we're actually doing much better than last year. We've had bookings throughout the winter. Um, I would say 90% occupied in the summer with just, I think, one or two weeks available for one of our cabins. So um, we are progressing really nicely there. And, and a lot of it is to do with uh, our marketing online through Facebook. Uh, that's been one of our major drivers of uh, how we're getting our customers. Even for now, we have bookings in September and October and November for hunting and ATVing. We didn't have that last year, so it is a good trend that we're seeing. Um, it is a lot more than just putting it out there. You actually have to go and post about it and reach the customer directly. You know, sometimes you have conversations and we talk for about a couple of weeks and then they book somewhere else. So you have to just, you know, keep on going and not get discouraged by that. But overall, it's it's been really great in how we're how we are progressing with the business. And what's the occupancy like in the winter? This winter in particular, I would say that we are running at about twenty five percent occupancy, and we are looking to grow that, of course, because our two newer cottages are both heated with uh, propane heating, so they're available to rent throughout the winter. Um, we are working with uh, some some anglers in in the region that want to do ice fishing. So we are offering them to come there, bring their group, uh, maybe stay there for a weekend for free on us, just so they can bring some of their people there and they can experience the lake, they can experience what we have there. Um, another interesting thing that we are working with in the wintertime is to do with ice climbing. And there's an ice climbing society that runs out of Blind River. So we are trying to uh, to get in touch with them so that we can have people stay and do the ice climbing here at, uh, at Granary Lake. So that's another avenue that we are exploring for sure. 
Do you have any um, return guests? Yeah, uh, we actually have maybe four long-term guests who have stayed on with us. When they first came, they, the previous owners never even told they sold. So when they saw us there, it was a big surprise for them. <laughs> but um, I think that with our personality, like my family's personality and how we really took on the project, we're very outgoing people. I think that that's one of the key aspects uh, to owning this resort is having that high energy and having those great people skills because people are there at the end of the day on vacation and, you know, they just want people to be friendly and as helpful as they can. So um, I think that as, as a team, like my parents and I, that's one of our major strengths is that we are there for the people and we want to ensure that they are having the best time. That's a great philosophy. So uh, the near-term plan is to kind of keep, you know, renovating these cottages and maybe the uh, the convenience store. Do you have any plans beyond that? Um, yeah, actually, we have a few other plans. Uh, we are we're looking at the ATV tours and rentals through the resort. Our groundskeeper, he actually just recently got certified to become a uh, ATV instructor. So we are looking to get businesses like such as Hydro One, um, some other businesses that need some certification for people to be out there under ATV. So we are looking to explore that avenue in terms of how can we get people to stay at the lodge as well as do the court. We really like the idea of the glamping. We have about 46 acres that we can pretty much uh, grade down and put a few geodomes. We do like the idea of geodomes. So we are thinking about maybe implementing about three or four over the next five years. I would say that those those two aspects, the ATVs and the and the glamping, would be where we're kind of moving toward, as well as obviously the uh, the rental themselves. Awesome. So you're just hoping to uh, to slowly build all that as you um, make money through the resort. Well, another interesting thing is that we are looking for investors to come and invest. In terms of the like, I'll use the geodome example. That business owner, he's looking to invest in these small campgrounds. So he proposes things like he would put a geodome up on his fund and we'll do a profit share for about four or five years. As you can tell, Chris is definitely keeping busy with the retreat on top of his position with the CFDC. But he's an ambitious guy who enjoys real estate. So he also works part time as an agent. For all of you who aren't familiar with the Northern Ontario real estate market, I asked him to describe it for you. I would describe the Northern Ontario market as affordable. A lot of my friends down south at my age, they always tell me, Chris, I don't think we're ever going to be able to own a home. And they all want to live in Toronto. They all want to live in the GTA. But there is a, a whole different world in Northern Ontario where there's opportunity for especially young people and, and newcomers to the country to come and own houses here and build a life. And you don't have that that stress or the financial burden of owning a home uh, down south. And I tell my friends all the time, you know, like uh, your real friends, the ones that love you, your, your family members, they're going to travel. Even if it's three hours, they're going to come and see you because, you know, you matter to them. And personally, I've seen that with my friends and family. I live five hours away from, from them. And, you know, we see each other every couple months. They come, they drive down, they see me. So I think that that idea of um, moving away and not being able to see people is, is maybe a false idea. And um, I would say that you have to take the plunge and maybe just come and see for yourself what it's like here. Because a lot of people that come, they really fall in love with the beauty of Northern Ontario because it truly is something special. And we travel all these countries to see these beautiful things when they're right in our backyard. You guys have been sort of 
blazing that path. You've moved up here and you've bought this business and you're getting it going. Two years since buying the property, how are you and your parents feeling about the investment? We feel good. Like, you know, there there is some like arguments we have, you know, like every family. And But the thing about it is that we're all working toward the same thing. We're all working towards making this something special and creating something for our family. So I would say that the transition was difficult because all of us stepped out of our comfort zone being here. Um, my dad is a huge advocate for never feeling comfortable and never feeling satisfied. So that's something that he's really instilled in me. Um, being here, I'll tell you that I've never felt comfortable really until, you know, a few months ago where I started thinking to myself, okay, let's slow down a little bit. Not everything needs to happen next year. There's a, a large plan here at hand. And once I changed my mentality a little bit, I um, I really appreciated the journey a lot more. And I think my family is doing the same thing uh, once we've slowed down a little bit and understood that this is something that we're going to grow over years and decades. So um, I would say that it's been a great investment for our family. We've, we've become even coaches. We, we talk a lot. I think that my family has really opened up to us speaking and it's been a really healthy, healthy thing that we've created. And that's beautiful. Any final thoughts? I guess owning a resort, it's not easy work, but it is rewarding. For me personally, when guests come, I, they're like an extension of our own family. I just want to ensure that they have a great time and they remember the time they have. Um, that's something that we are really pushing. Um, one thing I would say to anybody that, that's looking to own a cottage resort is um, never give up because there are days where you, you don't want to do it anymore. But in the end, it is something that is really special because you're in a beautiful place. You're surrounded by new people, new personalities. And it's an experience that very limited people would be able to have. So uh, I've been very happy and, and excited to see what's in store. Thank you, Chris Jagernath, for being our guest on episode four of the Destination Northern Ontario podcast. Are all of these stories making you seriously think about buying a cottage resort? I hope so. In episode five, we're talking money, as in money that could help you achieve that dream. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to be notified when it drops. In the meantime, why don't you go browse the investment opportunities that are on the market right now? You can find them on the new Destination Northern Ontario investor website at invest.destinationnorthernontario.ca. The Destination Northern Ontario podcast is produced by Storied Places Media and hosted by me, Michelle Sampson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>